Welcome to the Get Real Podcast, your high-octane boost of full-on reality therapy for personal, business, and investing success with your host, Ron Phillips, because somebody's got to tell it like it is. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Get Real Podcast. I'm Ron Phillips here with Heather Marchant again. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Oh, yeah. It's a good day. It's a good day. <laughs> That's right. The sun is shining here. So at least we're joining, you know, with the sunshine. Ron usually is where the sun shines. He lives in, in the coast. So yep. And sunshine. And it is beautiful. It's a beautiful <laughs> day. It's a beautiful day. We've got a beautiful topic for you guys today. Thought we'd do a little bit of an update on, you know, rent and what's going on with the market because, well, the headlines are kind of all over the map, Heather. Yeah, and that's that's that makes sense because we have some cities in the country that are you know have been decimated by COVID nineteen and not people aren't able to work at all. So it makes and tourist areas backed by tourism and things like that. So it makes sense that it's all over the map because some areas are going to be hit harder. Here's the thing, though, I, and I don't know why this is. I mean, I I think I do actually, but why is it that all of the experts? don't understand that real estate is local and not national. Why the hell is it that I know. How, how do you get, how do you become an expert in, in literally anything and be consistently wrong? Yeah, it's true. I mean, we, could do, we could say the same thing about all the COVID numbers, right? I mean, come on. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm fine with whatever the numbers are and then we can plan accordingly, but to be so madly off on the numbers is, I mean, well, you have some states that only have a few deaths compared to other areas that have thousands of deaths, right? So if you take the national death toll and paint a picture with that number versus looking at individual cities and states, it's drastically different. So this is a parallel to how they treat the real estate market. I mean, it is the same thing. So they take real estate, they, they, they talk about it nationally, and, and they completely skew how everything is going. In addition to that, rather than like asking the the normal operators, they ask these really massive hedge fund groups, yeah. which yeah. you know may or may not be the best people to ask yeah. in the real estate. They are brand spanking new to the real estate market. Yeah, they're new at management. They're new at the whole game. And but what are they, they buying? You know, what type of properties are they buying? In what locations? So yeah, and how many mm-hmm. you know, do they overbuy in a certain market? All of that stuff, right? And it's a little bit interesting to me that they that they go to the to their buddies to their head fund, hedge fund. Well, I mean, it's not everybody knows why they would do that, right? They're their hedge fund buddies, but but excuse the numbers. Yeah, just for sure. And, you know, if you if you listen to the news, if you well, first off, if you listen to the news, you should just stop doing that. You should turn it off. It's <laughs> right now, a bunch of angry people yelling at a bunch of other angry people, and it's it's pathetic. It's the tip most- number one. Tip number one: stop listening to the news. Oh, it's painful. <laughs> it's painful. <laughs> no, I, I I agree. I think you have to kind of listen to a little bit of it to try to figure out what the hell they're doing to us this week, right, or today. And, and so, but don't get sucked in, don't get sucked in, just listen to what's going on with the closures and all of the nonsense and then then get, get out of it back, get back out of it. Well, I think Um, you can compare it with your own investments to know how you're doing compared to maybe a national average, right? If they're going to claim that's the national average, then how are my investments doing compared to the national average would be one good metric, I guess. But yeah. But having yeah. an and, and, average. And look, if you've got one house and your house is vacant, you're a hundred percent you're you're skewing the average, right? So in the wrong way. In the wrong way. Right. So 
But let's go through it because we do have some data from property management companies in in many different markets. I think we we usually try to track them in about 12 different markets, maybe even a handful more. Yeah. Because not only do I own properties in a bunch of different states, but we have we have property management companies in a bunch of st- different states. And then we have property management companies in different states that we've previously sold in. Yeah. And all of these companies, we call and try to get some some data from them. Uh, yeah, because I mean, my husband sent me an article back in April that just said rate, rent collections were down, like, I think it was almost 40% or something. Yeah, and, six, 60% so. was, was <laughs> what they were reporting as being collected nationally. Yeah. Which is which is absurd. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I don't have as many units as you, Ron, but my units are 100% occupied, right? So it's it just depends on. A, but we mentioned this before: a person that has one or two units and one unit is vacant, that to, to them is a 50% occupancy, right? And that's real, and that that isn't fun. <laughs> so not yeah, to discount that that. that. that that happens consistently, though, right? Because there's turnover. So if you own yeah. one door and you're the person who's getting the turnover, well, then you're 100% vacant, right? That then that mm-hmm. affects you. Does that have to be from from COVID? No. I mean those people are moving right now. The other thing that they're reporting is that nobody's moving. Like mm-hmm. that nobody is actually renting anything, which is also not true. Yeah, not true. We're renting properties in every one of our markets, and I'm not sure that I've seen any anything that tells me that we're slowing down at all. Our properties, all of my properties are renting basically as fast as that they as they were renting before. With no yeah. with no change, we have That's had some impact too. from COVID on our on on my properties, and I think we heard that from some of our property management companies that we talked to too, Heather. Right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I have probably the lowest reported number was one of our markets was five percent off of normal rent collections. So they said we're normally at ninety five percent at this stage of the month, and we're at ninety. So that was the greatest differential I had. Most of them were one or two percentage points different. So yes, an effect, but not nearly the numbers that we hear in the national headlines for sure. <laughs> yeah, nowhere near like nowhere near like 60%. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Oh, I mean, you just <laughs> uh, they probably called one company that collected at 60% and they probably that was their average for the whole nation. I mean, at this point, at this point, my trust level with any media source, yeah. um, like any any media source at this yeah. point is completely broken. I have zero confidence in their ability to report a true story, period, hard stop. I yeah. just cannot deal with these people anymore. Well, what's um, more exciting to read though in a headline, 60% rent collection or 92% rent collection, good news, you know? I just feel like people are me, delve in. It's way more exciting. I mean, I guess that depends on your definition of exciting. That's true. I guess it could potentially be exciting in a really negative way to have 60% collected, but it's way more exciting to me to have it be considerably higher and near normal. I mean, they said every single month, I guess. Heather, they were like, March is going to be horrible, right? And then March came and they're like, well, that's because it hasn't hit anybody yet. Yeah. And then, and then April was supposed to be, March, April was supposed to be horrible. April came yeah. in. Well, that's just because, hey. of, yeah, that's because <laughs> of the stimulus, which you know, like it probably is because of the stimulus. Well, May is going to be, May is going to be the month. Well, May comes in and it's pretty pretty normal too. Well, it's because of the stimulus. Well, yeah, it probably is because there's <laughs> 30 million people out of work. Yeah, but they're all receiving. You know, probably a big portion of them are receiving more money than they were making beforehand. Yep. <sighs> 
I agree. I agree. I, I think that those, those, when I said headline and exciting, I meant like what sells, right? What's someone's no, I, like, I know what you meant. I just couldn't help. I couldn't help it. I couldn't help it. You're right though. I would read the articles with good news for sure. I'd rather hear good news right now. I mean, there's tons of outlets on the media right now that everyone's wanting to hear good news, right? The John Krasinski good news. And yeah, I was going to say, what's his, his deal is OGN, right? Only good news. Yeah. It's so good. OGN. I'm, I'm loving OGN. That's the only kind of news I want to listen to. It would be one thing if they were reporting facts about anything that were accurate, whether it's good news or bad news. I do want to know that. I do want to know yeah. what really is going on. But the, but the problem is they don't. Yeah. They, re, they report whatever it is that they think is going to sell, which most of the time is not the truth. And so, yeah, I, I have zero, zero faith in, in the media. And then I have probably a 1% one percent faith in politicians and it's pretty bad when the media gets beat out by politicians and that's <laughs> pretty rough but at this point uh, that's where it's at with, with me and the media so for sure, for sure. i mean the, and one thing you touched upon that i was going to comment on too is i i reached out to several of our property managers to ask about rents and i said are, are you able to rent vacant properties and they did tell me there was you know a two week or three week period, maybe when everyone was first panicking, that things yep. were a little slower, but that it's come right back around, right? So there probably was a period of time where people didn't know what to think or what to do. And so they didn't do anything. And we found that in our business too, Ron. I mean, that lasted about three weeks of kind of nervousness and panic. But then after that, everyone's kind of calmed down and gone, okay, well, this could last a little while and let's just move on rather than staying in fear. So that rents, the properties are renting just like they were previously, which is really exciting. So. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, you know, I have some market, I have some properties on the market right now for sale and man, show, showings have been, uh, I, I get text constantly about people lining up a showing. Yeah. Um, so people are actually going out and looking at properties to, to, to make offers on and buy. So, I mean, uh, yeah. there is a potential, I guess, at some point here, you know, I should, I should state that, um, the reality of the situation is that no one knows. I, I talk to people who are, um, who are CEOs, CFOs, and owners of very large companies, um, manufacturing companies, all kinds of different companies. And half of them say, this is going to take forever for this thing to come back to what we we had as as normal before few of them said that 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 this has forever altered the landscape of the world like we will never go back to normal and i'm like okay i don't don't necessarily agree with that but some things i some things after i actually had my visceral reaction to that i was like you know i've been saying very similar things like office space i don't think office space is going back the way that it was i think a lot of people are taking a hard look at their pnl and they're going man that is a big line item yeah. and i don't have to pay that anymore or i can massively reduce the amount of office space because not everybody needs to come in yeah i i really believe that that's going to change the landscape tell me that these big retailers that are the retailers that are filing chapter 11 right now are going to come back and open their doors. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think they're going to go online. Just going to massively it's I mean it's going that's going to affect the uh, the mall and large retail space. I think those are going to get hit too. I really do. So it's going to take a while for this thing to shake out. Then there's the whole Heather there's this whole, you know, I can't wait 3 to 6 months to get great deals thing that <laughs> that people keep saying as if there weren't good deals before. 
Corona. Now they're really, really waiting to get these great deals that were out there beforehand. But there's going to be some big buying frenzy here in the next like, and that was in that was in March. So we got like what two two months to yeah. wait. People were saying this in February that this was it was all over. Three to six months we were going to be gobbling up properties. Well, right now, um, as of today, I don't think there's a gobbling of properties going on. I don't think there's been a massive wave of, of foreclosure notices, <clears throat> and I don't think that's going to happen in the next three months either. Yeah. Now, could it happen? Sure. Yeah. Largely depends on what they do with the people who couldn't pay because of, of COVID and what, you know, what happens with, with all of these um, mortgages that are sitting there on forbearance and how the banks handle the forbearance, all of which we don't know. So to pontificate that you know that in six months or eight months, we're going to have this wave of foreclosures when nobody knows that right now, I think is silly. Yeah. But will we have a shakeup in the market, Heather? I mean, it's, it's, it's a possibility, but I, oh, I yeah. think to wait around for something that's a possibility is, is just like any other time, right? I mean, you, you could say that you're going to wait until X, Y, or Z and, and have your money not do anything, you know, for a year while you wait for something to happen. I mean, you could keep a little more liquidity, keep a little more um, money in case there's a deal you want to scoop up, but then that money's not performing as well as it could be. So, yep. Now I, I think, <clears throat> you know, maybe 12 to 18 months from now, if, if there's, if there is an effect it's going to ha- it's going to happen quite a ways out. I mean it takes it takes a while for foreclosures to happen anyway. So if, you know, if in a few months here when everything is supposed to go back to normal and people can't afford their forbearance all at the same time and the and the banks aren't willing to put it on the back of the mortgage, which I, I don't know. I mean banks aren't in the bar- banks aren't in the business of owning properties and they don't want to take properties back. So my guess is they'll work something out. But in the event that they don't and we do see a, an uptick, it's still going to take in most most cases is it's going to take six months. Yeah. That puts us at, at a year. And then, you know, a lot of those are going to trickle out over a few months anyway. So year to 18 months before we're going to see any kind of crazy wave of these, even if there is a crazy wave yep. right, that, that we really don't even know will exist. I agree. Um, I agree. I think, I, I mean, I have a good friend that had a, unfortunately had a foreclosure and they were able to live in the house for almost a year before and not paying any rent. They were trying to do a short sale and then the foreclosure happened. It took about a year and yeah. so it just takes a long time. It's a long process. Yeah. So keeping your money, you know, waiting. <laughs> Especially Heather, if there's a lot of them, right? Yeah. If there, I mean, if there's a lot of them, then it, then it just exacerbates the problem. In addition to that, we don't even know whether they're, you know, whether the government's going to allow them. I mean, who, who, who really knows what's going to happen? I mean, day to day, everything changes all the time anyway. So uh, the other thing I think that's going on in the headlines right now that should make people sit up and take notice is this movement. I mean, we've, we've talked about this in, in previous episodes, right? Where now we have, can't, can't let a, a good crisis go to waste, right? So mm-hmm. here we have people using this, this crisis as a way to further their agenda on, on rent controls. Yeah. And, and, and the headlines are, I mean, the headlines are crazy on this stuff too. Rent strikes supposed to be going on. And I'm thinking to myself, rent, rent strike, you're, you're, I, I don't even understand this. Yeah. I, I don't even understand this. Right. So we're going to go on rent strike because the government's giving us money to pay our rent. I'm not sure I get it. Yeah. I'm not sure I get it. And, and I don't think, I don't, 
and then I don't have to pay rent because I don't have a job, but the owner of the property is supposed to pay the mortgage, right? Like where the right. where that thought process comes from. <laughs> right. Let's put him because that is his job. Let's put him out of his job too. <laughs> So that then I guess he, so that then he can go get unemployment and then everybody just keeps their unemployment. Cause I thought the unemployment was, was so that people could live. I thought that was the whole point of the unemployment and I, the, the $600 bonus and all the cool stuff that they did. I thought that was so that they could actually continue to make their payments so that every, so that the nothing like fell apart. I thought that was yeah. the whole point. No, I agree. I don't get the rent strike thing. I I guess I, part of my hope in all of this is that people take a look at their finances and their reserves and say, I mean, I've talked to my clients regularly and say six months of your expenses in reserves, right? If everyone had six months of expenses in reserves, we wouldn't even have to do the stimulus most likely, you know, not that anyone wants to spend their reserve, but that's what it's there for. So of course, not to get off on a tangent here, but you know, if the government just wouldn't overreach and tell people that they can't have their business open, which is entirely unconstitutional. Well, then we probably wouldn't have this problem either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just Do that. not get me started on the fact that these big box retail chains can be open and no small business can. Yeah. It is the most absurd thing I've ever heard in my life. I, I truly kind of feel like I'm living in in the twilight zone or an alter, uh, alternative universe somehow. Well, you you shared that um, article about Tesla that Tesla was able to open his factories in California because he took a stand against the yeah. government that I'm opening. And I'm not a huge I'm not a huge fan of Elon Musk. I do like the fact that his cars go really fast. That I dig big time. Yeah. You know. But that I also think it's really cool that he called it ludicrous mode because that's just that's just cool. But um, not generally speaking, a huge fan of his. But but this what you're talking about was really cool. Yeah, Elon Musk's his factory, one of his factories, I guess I don't know how many he has, but one of them is in California, and he basically said to to California who has everything shut down and potentially it will be shut down till August or but or even potentially until there's a cure which um is is ridiculous. Elon just says, "Yeah, we're opening on Monday." And arrest me. <laughs> you can just if, if you arrest anyone, just go ahead and arrest me. Yeah. Leave everybody else alone. And um and when he said that, I thought to myself, there's no way they're arresting him. Yeah. There is no way they're arresting. Now, they'll arrest the dude at the Indian store, you know, out in the middle of nowhere. They'll, they'll arrest the poor lady trying to cut hair in her salon and the gym owner. They'll arrest all those guys because, you know, if they get on the news, this is no big deal. They're just crazy people. But Elon Musk now. Yeah. Can't arrest Elon. So, of course, they didn't arrest him. They carved out an exception for Tesla. So yeah. <laughs> rather than actually changing the the edict, because this is not a law, by the way, they're not enforcing laws because these are not laws. These are edicts, right? That come down from one person in the state or in your city, one person from the wrong. I'm, I'm going to get I'm going to get <clears throat> I'm going to get a little bit off track here, but <laughs> realize that laws are made in the legislative branch and they're enforced in the executive branch, right? The executive branch is not supposed to be making laws. Yeah. Therefore, these, since there is no legislative process, there is no law. This isn't a law. Anyway. Okay. So instead of changing the edict for everybody, they just carved it out an exception for Tesla. For the man. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So apparently if you're a billionaire, we know we already all knew this, right? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> if you're a billionaire, you just get special treatment. Um, or if you're a politician, you get special treatment. I mean, that's just the way it is. And we, all of us peasants should just start to understand that's the way it is. I think, I think it's just kind of the same, I don't know, it goes along with the same thread though, you know, what we've been talking about, just how, how this is affecting everyone. And at the same time, if you, if you try to stand up, the people trying to stand up against rent control and things like that, I mean, against the rent strikes, I'm sorry, trying to get the change they want. And, you know, it's just kind of out there all over the place right now, kind of the mutiny maybe (laughs) that's kind of starting, I feel like, but it's definitely happening in our business and in the rentals. So, yeah. So we all need to stand up. And we, we also, I think it's important that we understand that local and state is really important. And this whole deal doesn't make any difference which side of the issue you're on or which middle of the issue you're on, since there's, I believe there's more than two sides to this deal. It's state and local, state and local. Those are the elections that mattered for this particular deal. Nobody shows up to those, right? But those are the ones that determine whether we have rent control, whether these lunatics out there who think that they should be able to live rent-free or just be able to choose their own rent for whatever building they want or whatever the kind of crazy thing that they they decide. And they're very angry and they're very loud. Mm-hmm. These people are coming to your town. So if you, if I mean, we all need to pay attention yeah. um, to who supports these people and who doesn't and vote accordingly. Yeah. Right. Uh, and notice that I didn't say any parties because I, I, hate. I'm an equal opportunity hater. <laughs> I'm an equal opportunity hater. Most politicians. That's not, that's not even true. Is there, is there a politician that I think is, is honest, Heather? I, let me think about that for just Yeah. I don't even know. I don't think you've ever um, talked about someone that you're like, wow, they just have such integrity. It's no, so- I think they're all pathetic loser <laughs> human beings. Did I say that? Some <laughs> Gosh, now there's probably some bot listening to this show. They're probably going to get shut down. Otherwise, like maybe maybe Facebook and YouTube will censor us now. I don't know. But I think most politicians are pathetic, pathetic people. And the I think people that, that try to go in that are the decent people wanting to affect change in a positive way for everybody, they usually don't win. They don't have the money. So I think there are politicians out there, but I don't think they're the ones that yeah, win. They don't have the money and they don't want to go through the nonsense yeah. of, of everything else. But this 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 will, um, if we continue down this line, you all, you tried to bring me back, Heather. I went back here. You can tell I'm a little bit upset about this whole thing. I'm a little bit upset uh, about the power grab that's that's happening right now. So we, we I, I should probably start a separate podcast for this. <laughs> <laughs> so that I don't take up everybody's time with this, but, the, but you're right. This all does, it all hinges around all of this stuff. So all of these things that we talk about with, with business and, you know, rental real estate as a business, all of this stuff that we talk about, this all gets decided at, at, at state and local. It's true. You guys have got to pay attention to who it is that you're voting for and what it is that they, what, what they're for. Yeah. Because if they're for rent control, if they're for, you know, these really, really crazy laws against people like you who own property, man, it's not good. And I guarantee you it's coming to a town near you, right? If you think you're safe in Texas or, you know, in one of these other states that's big, big property rights, just wait. It's coming. It is coming. But the good news, again, Heather, is that rent collections were up in April and May. Rent collections are fine. 
<laughs> or most people. If you're, if you're with a property management company where the rent collections are at 60%, maybe you should think about switching it up. Yep. Because that the, all of our data comes from, it has to be over 12. Yeah, um, no, for sure. And multiple different property management companies. So anyway. It's a good sampling, gives us a pretty good idea. And we're not in locations backed by tourism. Keep that in mind. We're not in locations with one horse towns. That's not where any of these are. And we're not in psychotic locations either. So California, (laughs) New York, New Jersey, we're just not, we're just not in those markets. So all of the craziness that happens in those markets, you know, we, we just aren't there. So we don't have any experience there. And I'm certain that they're having collection problems in New York. I I mean, I can't imagine that they're not. Yep. California, New York, all those. I just uh, can't imagine that. I mean, any area backed by tourism where no one's really traveling (laughs) or going on vacation right now, or even if they're just drastically reduced, you're going to have people that can't work. So, yep. Yep. So anyway, I mean, I think that's good news. Hopefully that helps uh, all of you guys understand what's, what's going on. If anybody tells you that they know what's happening in the next six to 12 months, then just, you can, you can just bet they don't. And anybody who gets on TV and says they're an expert, well, good for them. Gold star. (laughs) Yeah. Gold star. Here's your sticker. Way to go. All right, everybody. That'll be a wrap for today. Till next time, I guess, uh, stay safe. This has been the get real podcast. To subscribe and for more information, including a list of all episodes, go to GetRealEstateSuccess.com.